You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Well, good morning, everybody at CLM Coventry. It is fantastic to be back with you again and to be ministering God's word this morning. And it is my absolute joy and delight to bring the word of God to you. And I want to be uh, sharing this morning specifically from Genesis chapter 27. We're going to jump in to the life of Jacob and we're going to look at the power of disguise and the temptation that we as humans have in embracing a disguise instead of learning to be our authentic selves and living in the God shape that God has given us. I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 27 and we're going to pick up the reading from verse uh, 18. But let me set you some context. Uh, Jacob and Esau are brothers. Esau is the oldest brother. Jacob is the youngest And even in their mother's womb, they sort of wrestled for supremacy. When the boys were born and grew up, Jacob bought his brother's birthright from him. Now, you can read the story for yourselves. It's it's quite an amazing event where Esau sells his birthright for essentially a pot of stew. And this creates a sort of an ongoing simmering disease between the two men. Isaac, their father, at this stage of his life is now getting old. He's ready to pass on his blessing to his oldest son. Rebecca, his wife, overhears the conversation and immediately maneuvers her son, her favorite son, Jacob, the second born, into position so that he ends up stealing the blessing from Esau. So it's it's a lot of sort of uh, shenanigans going on in the context of this story. So here it is. Rebecca has set Jacob up to steal this blessing. And we jump in on the story right here in verse 18 of Genesis 27. And it says this, he, that's Jacob, went to his father and said, my father. Yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord, your God, give me success, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands that Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of the game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate and he brought some wine and he drank Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. And when he caught smell of of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's riches and abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. 
be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him, Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence when his brother Esau came in from hunting. What an amazing story. And you can read the wider context of that for yourself. One of my favourite hobbies is to watch uh, really good movies. And this year, Jehoiakim uh, uh, Phoenix won the Best Actor Award at the Oscars and he won it for his betrayal of the Joker. Now, I have to say straight up, I didn't like the movie at all and uh, wouldn't be one I would recommend to anybody. But his performance was mesmerising. And of course, we saw a side of the Joker that wasn't really that funny. But but the, the whole point was this, that he so engaged in the character of the Joker that he literally got audiences to believe that what they were watching was real. And because of that, he won the Oscar uh, and, and was heralded with his peers and those around the world for a stunning and outstanding performance. What we've just read in the context of the Torah, the book of Genesis, is possibly uh, one of the most audacious acts of deception in the whole of the Bible, if certainly not in the Torah. And it certainly, in my book, deserves an Oscar because it is an Oscar-winning performance. Jacob engages in this audacious act of deception where he literally deceives his father in order to get this blessing, in order to get what really was the domain of the firstborn son. And Jacob, being secondborn, was never really entitled to that. But Jacob engages with this act of deception, putting on his brother's clothes, pretending to be somebody else to get this thing. And in this story, I think there are tremendous warnings and lessons for each one of us. Jacob is reaching out for something which God may or may not want him to have, and in order to get that thing, Jacob has to become someone he's not and he has to deny someone that he is. They are deeply dangerous ideas on our journey of faith. And as we dig into the story just a little bit more, perhaps I want to encourage you to, to live as an authentic follower of Jesus and have the courage to resist all calls to wear a disguise and pretend to be somebody else. Well, let's, let's dig into it and see what we can learn. Why did Jacob put on this disguise? His, his mother uh, gets the goat skins and, and puts them on his arms and puts them on his neck and he wears Esau's clothes. Why does he do all of that? Number one, here's the first idea I want you to get. Jacob wears a disguise to hide who he was. He wears a disguise to hide who he was. Jacob knows that if he enters into that room as Jacob before his father, and, and remember his father is blind essentially, so he can't see who it is in front of him. Jacob knows that he will not get what he's after. He understands that if I'm going to get what I want, the blessing, I've got to disguise the person I am. The dictionary defines 
a disguise as a means of altering one's appearance to conceal one's identity. Let me say that again. A means of altering one's appearance to conceal one's identity. We have an echo of that right at the beginning of Genesis when our first parents sinned and it says that they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. They literally covered up who God had made them to be. And Jacob is doing this very thing. He is covering himself. He is hiding himself because he knows if he is himself, he will not get what he wants in the context of this. And this brings us to a profoundly important idea that I want to present to you. And it's this. And I want you to hear this carefully. As a follower of Jesus, you will never have to wear a disguise to get what the Lord has for you. You will never have to wear a disguise to get what the Lord has for you. If you have to cover up who you are in God, then what you're covering up for is not for you. I hear me. Because the world will, it will tempt you to cover up. People will tempt you to cover up. Even religion will tempt you to cover up. There will be many things and forces around you that will seek to get you to cover up the person you are or the person God has made you to be. But let me say this to you. You will never have to wear a disguise to get what God has for you. God knows your name. God knows where you're from. God knows who you are. And he knows, he knows intimately the identity that he has shaped in you. And therefore what he has for you will come to you. It won't come to the disguised you, but it will come to the authentic you. It will come to the person who says, this is who I am in Christ. This is who I am in God. And I don't have to wear a disguise to get what God has for me. And so Jacob teaches us brutally and terribly, really, when we see the consequences of some of these actions you will never have to wear a disguise to get what the Lord has for you. But here's the second reason he wore the disguise. He, he wore the disguise to become what he was not. Okay? So he, he wore it to cover up or to hide who he was. But it was also to become who he was not. Did you catch the, the language in Genesis? Genesis 27, 19. When asked by his father, who is this? Because his father was quite surprised that Esau had got back from hunting the game so quickly and cooking it. And when he asked, who is this? Look at, look at Jacob's reply in verse 19. I am Esau, your firstborn. Not only did Jacob take Esau's clothes, but now he is taking his name. It is one thing to hide yourself. It is another thing to become someone else. Are you with me? Most of us have been under pressure to hide ourselves in our lives for one reason or another, good, bad or ugly. It's one thing to hide yourself for, for those reasons, but it is another step entirely to become somebody else. To pretend 
to be what you are not. And here's what I've discovered about pretending. It's exhausting. When I pretend, I have to remember who I was the last time I was there. When I pretend, I have to maintain the image I've created. When I pretend, I have to build a world around me that sustains an image that is not authentically me. When I'm just myself, I don't need to do any of that. Being yourself, being your God-shaped self, being the self that God has designed you and made you is infinitely easier and less exhausting than pretending to be somebody else. Pretense, whether it be by putting on the clothes of another or covering ourselves up or trying to be something or someone that we are not is an exhausting practice. And I want to say this to you as a follower of Jesus, pretending is completely unnecessary. Because even when we pretend before others, we're not fooling God. We can't pull the wool, forgive the pun, over the shepherd's eyes. We can't fool him. He knows who we are. We can fool our world. We can fool the people around us. We can fool our pastor. We can even fall into the trap of fooling ourselves and believing our own PR, but we cannot fool him. That actually there's no point pretending because he sees the person we actually are. And the Lord wants to deliver me and you from pretending to be somebody else, from pretending to be a person we can never be. Jacob could never be Esau. Jacob could never become that person. Oh, he took his clothes and he pretended to have his name, but he could never become Esau because Jacob is Jacob, no matter what he calls himself. Here's, here's the thought that I want you to get. You will never have to pretend to be someone else to get what the Lord has for you. You will never have to wear a disguise to get what the Lord has for you. And you will never have to pretend to be somebody else to get what the Lord has for you. One of the things I love about often the call of God in the scriptures is that God uses the name of the person he calls. Moses, Moses, Samuel, Samuel calls to Saul on the road to Damascus. He, he knows who we are. He knew who we were when he called us and he knows who we are and he doesn't want us to pretend. He wants Moses to be Moses, Samuel to be Samuel, Saul to be Saul. He wanted Jacob to be Jacob and he wants John to be John and he wants you to be you. And if you will have the courage to be the person he's designed you to be, you'll never have to pretend. And the lack of pretense will bring us to a place of freedom and a place of life. Here's the last idea really quickly. He wore uh, that disguise to hide who he was. He wore the disguise to become someone he was not. And tragically, he wore the disguise to get what was not his. Look at what it says in verse 27. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, that's the smell of his son's clothes, it says he blessed him. Now, now what he blessed him with was the blessing that should have gone to Esau. Esau was the firstborn son and Esau should have had this blessing. What Jacob does is sort of by pretense of disguise, 
push Esau out of the line and sticks his head under the hands of his father and says, bless me. And as a result, he gets something that he wasn't really meant to have. Now, how do I know that? Because later on, when the whole situation is explained to Isaac, and unfortunately, Jacob has to leave home because Esau now wants to kill him because of what he's done. It tells us that Isaac then blessed Jacob. Now, this time, Isaac is blessing Jacob. He's not blessing Jacob because he thinks it's Esau. Isaac knows who he's blessing. And in chapter 28, it says these words, verses 3 to 4. This is Isaac speaking to, to Jacob. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now live as an alien, the land God gave to Abraham. Now look at the blessing there. The blessing connects Jacob to his grandfather Abraham and the blessing is almost identical to the same promise and blessing given to his father Isaac in Genesis chapter 26. And here's what I think is happening. This is the blessing. This one, the one in chapter 28, is the blessing that, that Jacob should have had from the beginning. But Jacob ends up getting something or he ends up striving for something or wanting something that was always intended for somebody else. But when Isaac understands that the man in front of him is Jacob, what does he do? He gives Jacob the blessing he was originally supposed to have. I want to submit to you that the so-called second blessing in chapter 28 was actually originally Jacob's first blessing. And he only gets this second blessing because he stole the first blessing. He reached out for something that was not intended for him. And that's the problem. When we wear a disguise, when we hide ourselves, when we pretend to be somebody else, we end up reaching for a life that we weren't designed for. We end up reaching for dreams that actually are more about what we want than what God wants. We end up reaching out for something that we weren't actually equipped for and weren't called to do. And Jacob has to learn that the God of heaven who called him, the God of heaven who knew his name in the womb, is the God who's able to get him to the purposes and the processes that will bring Jacob to a place of absolute freedom and prosperity and blessing. And we have to learn that too. And here's the last lesson that I want to leave you with. You will never have to manipulate your environment or break the rules to get what the Lord has for you. If you have to manipulate the environment, if you have to break the rules, then what you're after is not what God has for you. What you're after is what you want, but it's not what God wants. You see, when it comes to the purpose and plan of God for your life, you will never have to wear a disguise to get what the Lord has for you. When it comes to his purpose, you will never have to pretend to be somebody else. When it comes to his purpose, you will never have to uh, manipulate the environment. You will never have to break the rules. You will never, ever have to do something underhand to get what the Lord has for you because the Lord has the ability to get the person you are to the purpose you were designed for through the process that he has designed. And when it comes to these things, 
We have to have the confidence to trust in his promise, to trust his power, and to trust the processes that he engages in. The story of Jacob in chapter 27 of Genesis is the story of a woman, his mother, Rebecca, and Jacob himself, who refused to trust God. They believed they needed to do something to get God to do what he was supposed to do. And so in that process, they hid, or Jacob hid who he was. Jacob became someone he was never meant to be. And Jacob reached out for something he was never supposed to have. And as a result, all of their lives changed dramatically. As I bring this to a close and pray for you, let me remind you this incredible fact. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That God didn't make any mistakes when he put his hands on you in your mother's womb. Now, I, I, I look like this because of genetics, but there is something within me that is that carries the God image that only God put there. It's not a mistake. That actually God has a purpose and a plan and a process for all of our lives collectively and individually. And in order to engage with that purpose and that plan, here's what I've learned. Here's what Jacob teaches me. Here's what the Lord has taught me. I will never have to hide who I am. I will never have to pretend to be somebody else. And I will never have to manipulate the environment that I live in or break the rules of the world that I live in in order to get what God wants me to get. If I will trust him, he can get who I am to where I'm supposed to be so that his kingdom comes and his will is done. I want to encourage you today, have the courage to be the God-shaped, authentic person that he created you to be so that you can engage in the God-designed, authentic destiny that he has for you. Lord Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now at CLM Coventry. We live in a world that is constantly urging us to cover up. We live in a world that Lord pushes us always to become something or someone we are not actually designed to be. And Lord, we live in a world that's always holding things up to us that says, why don't you have this? Even if it means breaking the rules or breaking your heart or breaking the mold or breaking yourself in order to get it. Lord, we see in Jacob a young man who falls into the temptation of all of these things. But Lord, one day he learned to be himself. He learned to rest in your promises and he learned to pursue only the purpose of God for his life. I pray that for my brothers and sisters in CLM Coventry, that we will live in the authentic reality of who we are. That we will know that we will never have to, to hide ourselves in order to get what you have promised. We will never have to pretend to be somebody else to get what you have purposed. And we will never have to manipulate and break the world we live in to get the purpose to which you have called us. And so, brothers and sisters, may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Walk in freedom. Walk in authenticity. And may his face and blessing be upon you in Jesus' name.